Hello, everybody. My name is Buster Rodwig for um, Embody Intimacy Podcast, a podcast where I would like to have conversations in regards to healing, community building, uh, bringing awareness to sensuality, intimacy, sexuality, styles of relationships, emotional, mental, and spiritual health, and so on. And today I have the honor to be with Melissa. Timian Melissa, I'm sorry, a graduate of the training. She's a Imago couples therapist and a love and intimacy coach since 20 plus years and a facilitator. And have throughout her life had a um, degree of openness in the way she's been relating to her most intimate partners. Ah. <sighs> And uh, as I'm sharing this as well, I'm just noticing uh, some tension and some nervousness in my voice. This is the first podcast that I am hosting in my life. And I'm really excited. <laughs> and in particular, why I have been uh, delighted to invite you to set off is that I've always really loved um, your, your love, your heart your compassion, and your integrity. I've always felt very calm and uh, around you and always felt very drawn to the presence that you embody. And I really uh, find you embody kindness. So for me, it's a, it's a deep value I have to, to uh, you know, bring people in here who I really feel are, are, are kind to themselves and others as we kind of dive into these topics that are, of course, fraught with a lot of um, complexity and, and uh, complications sometimes. Mm. Deep breath. Mm. Mm, thank you. I'm honored to be your first <laughs> invitee in here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and something that I would want to dive into with you here today is this range around relating relationships from the more exclusive or what could be, could be say the monogamous to the more open or polyamorous setups the, and the pros and the cons. And um, for me, it's been a, a big journey throughout my 52 years now i mean not that i've been doing that kind of relating i mean i mean i would say 30 years or so but i've had chapters in my life where each of them have been very important for the episode that i've been living and i'm really curious to kind of open here and just ask what are you like in this topic what do you feel inspired to start with uh, to share. Hmm. Uh, I think for me, it's, it's always been there. When I've been after I've been living like this for many, many years, I suddenly remember that when I was a child, I would have these little notebooks, and I, there would always be three names of boys I was in love with. <laughs> and I never shared it with anyone else because I kind of had the sense that that's not good. You know, you have to choose one. 
and, mm. but I couldn't. And I never could. And I just felt like, but they are all so amazing. Uh, but I didn't act on it until I was, yeah, in my 30s, actually. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So somewhere you knew deep inside that this is your nature, that your your natural way to love more. And so then what happened then when you were 30? Like what what happened then when you begin to act upon it? If you would like to share. When I when I met my husband, we were twenty I was 25. And already there in the beginning, I was telling him because I thought now I don't want to enter another relationship where there's no room for this part of me. Mm. We spent quite some years talking about it, and he had the same curiosity into exploring this, but also we wanted to really become steady as a couple and mm. make our roots. And for him, it was important to be married before we did it, because wow. that gave him some security that if things get rough, we won't just run off. It's more amazing. Yeah. So you're really leading with a transparent way of saying, this is who I am and what I might want to explore. Uh, but let's first really establish a secure attachment in this marriage. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And then we just started very slow. We were very, because we had so many years to, to talk about it before we actually did it and started opening. So we, we decided we're going to take small steps, making mm -hmm. the steps and then come back to safety and process everything before we take the next step. Mm. And, and what would the step be for you guys? For us, we started because we thought we want to start safe. So we started opening our sexuality to mm. others. So we would have experiences with others together. Mm. And then we would come back to ourselves and, and really like, okay, what did I learn about myself, my boundaries, my edges? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what, and what, what would that be when you brought in like a third party? Like what would be an edge that would be touched in that interaction if you would like to share? I mean, in the beginning, it would just be like seeing your partner kissing someone else in front of you was pretty edgy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, seeing your partner have sex with someone in front of you or together with you and just this sharing each other and seeing someone else doing something to your partner that showed you a new side of them. Wow. <laughs> okay, why did I never bring out this part of you? And yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I, as I'm listening to you, I could feel almost like a heat in my body. It's almost like becoming hard to breathe, imagining being in that situation, now being in a very like securely attached, deeply attached relationship, imagining expanding in that way with a man or a woman. I can really feel like there's um, almost like a threat response come, coming online. Hmm. I mean, was it ever triggering for you guys when you even though you took small steps like this? Yeah, yeah, it was triggering, but it was mainly, it was a lot of fun. And a mm. lot of lovely energy of feeling really young and innocent and naughty and doing things you're not supposed to do. But because we did it together, <laughs> it, like, 
It's doing apple in the neighbor's garden. No. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, I'm really struck by the excitement from where you're speaking, and there is an innocent and almost like a younger part, almost like a teenage part that is coming alive, huh? Yeah. 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 And then, of course, the 80 stretches, and you get, you, yeah, you want to explore, yeah, sharper edges, and you want to allow each other more and stretch yourself more to, and it was a lot of like feeling like I'm giving you a gift because I know this will help you grow. We, we decided mm. that we're doing this for us to grow and for, for us not to be limited by each other. So we can mm. feel total freedom to be who we are together and mm. that we're not limiting each other in any way. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like a really important part to have a clear shared vision. Yeah. I really can you share that. a little bit more about how you came to develop that with your partner then? Yeah, I think from I have always been you know, looking for the reason with everything. I want it to be mm. meaningful and I want to grow. It's always been my motor in anything. So for me, it was very important that we grow from this. It's not just going to Tivoli and have fun. In mm. So we really want to, to use this. Um, so that can you speak a little bit more about the growth? Like what would be an example of growth for you and or for him? Yeah, the growth would be both the, you know, to use your language to expand the window of tolerance. Mm. It's a major growth to just make this window really, really big in the end. And why would that be important? Like what, like what would be a small window of tolerance versus a big, just so that people who don't really know what that is? So one, one thing was that we both had been in relationships earlier where there was a lot of jealousy. Mm. And it would be just from me looking at another guy and giving him a smile and my partner would be like, Wah! and oh, that just felt so limiting and like it was so small. And I, I taught myself to look into the ground when I was walking the streets to not make him wow. jealous. So just uh, so you really shrunk yourself in your prior relationship and you wanted to expand and grow beyond that instinctual response reaction to his jealousy, huh? Yeah. So for me, it was a growth to reclaim my right to look other people into the eyes and smile. Mm. And then, you know, going further to just show my and feel just allow myself to feel attracted to other people. And, and show my partner that, wow, I have attraction here and, and being able to do it honestly in front of him. Mm. So that, and how would he respond? Well, luckily he would respond really well and, and be like, wow, I like seeing you like this. Uh, and it was so different from having to hide it and doing it only if he wasn't looking. And just being able for me, that was a huge edge to actually show my attraction and my mm. desire. It was a really big stretch to because it had been made so wrong and bad. Wow. Not only my former partner, but in my upbringing, you know, my needs were not allowed. So to just wow. Clear, wow. 
really have a desire was huge. So it was very healing for you to be met by your partner's enthusiasm and his wow and his liking of yeah. that side of you that can also feel love and attraction towards others than him. Huh? Yeah. Wow. And for him, what would be a like growth? I mean, it might be his business, but I'm just really curious about the listeners. Like when they look at a vision for their growth, what, what could that be, you know? Oh, for him, it was a big growth in uh, daring to make mistakes. Mm. To, you know, that maybe I get triggered by something he did because he really didn't want to trigger me. And, and deciding to go on this path, it was definite that we were going to trigger each other. So allowing himself to be in that state of feeling like, okay, I did something wrong. Mm. But he didn't because we decided it's not wrong. It's just really painful in my side. And we are in this together. So we will solve this together. And yeah, so that was also the beauty of it too. That was nothing that was your own thing that you have to deal with yourself. We deal wow. with everything together. And that seems to be such a crucial point that you guys had such a commitment to your relationship and to your well-being that you were in it together, mm. that it didn't become something that separated you as in you're wrong and I'm right and, you know, you did that mistake and therefore you will be punished or I'll, you know, leave you or whatnot. You, you, you stayed through. Uh, in this relationship amazing yeah amazing i mean when you talk about this i can really also remember the importance of having a why like why is it that i would want to expose myself to you know like what is often talked about as in polyagony mm. as in like the the feelings of the really young part inside of me that is really projecting my infantile attachment to my partner um, as if it was my mother, as if it was my mothership, as if it was what I needed to survive. Mm. And for me, that was for sure a journey because, you know, where I feel the most reactive, where I feel the most vulnerable. And where I feel the most vulnerable is where I'm the closest. So this is where it it went the quickest. So I needed to go really slow because if we had gone very fast, then I would have become perhaps like one of your exes there that become really uh, controlling and and not fun to be around. So I can also remember that in in that. Uh, a relationship in the past where I was really attached, uh, we did a similar path, you know, of learning to be with a third, you know, and to really uh, like lean into this together, you know, and it, it wasn't until later that we began to play separate, you know. And another thing that I, that I found myself, um, really valuing was that I could be met in certain ways, 
by my what was called my primary. And in other ways, by other people I met along the ways. Would that be something that you could also kind of subscribe to or relate to? That one of those three boys as a girl, like you like them in different ways? Yeah, they brought out different sides of me and I could be myself in different ways with each person. And and with when you are having a long-term primary relationship, you have some some dreams together of and and a, a direction in life together and a new partner might not you might not build dreams with them you might be mm. in the moment and just being with what's alive and in a way that's it feels so light and and playful and and real in another way but you can't really mm. and i see for many people who are doing open relating they can tend to get stuck in the freshness of the new and this that doesn't have this the weight of the long-term relationship. Mm. And it's just good to be clear that it's it's really two different things. And yeah. Wow. And can you speak a little bit more into how it is two different things? Because I definitely know it and feel it, mm. but I don't know if the listeners or that experience with it. Mm. So what is it like, what is what are the qualities that come with and the values that come within that partnership in which you build upon a dream, like a long-term vision versus, mm. and how are they different on somebody you meet more short-term and you don't have that same dream or long-term vision? Yeah. Just a simple thing as logistics, if you have a family and kids and, you know, mortgage to pay and all that, that new part, <laughs> part of that, there's no logistics, you just have to make your calendars fit and find a time where you can meet. And there's the only commitment is to each other in the moment. And yeah. that just gives a freedom that I think we all need and some people find that in their sports or yeah they have a hobby um and my hobby is connections so that's yeah i think that's the major and i had at some point i was really looking for a special quality uh, that i couldn't find with my partner and i really wanted to experience that and i found mm. it I found it with a new partner and it was so amazing to have that quality and i knew that if i if i really get to know him well and go into the stories of of the baggage that that thing that we had might disappear mm. that moment we both wanted just that so that made it you can say in one way superficial because we stayed in one area but it was also a freedom to, we don't have to talk about our baggage because. Amazing. So you, I mean, you're, what you're talking about our boundaries, you know, I mean, I like, you know, as in like some people, I want them to know all of me and some people I enjoy a hobby. doesn't matter so much who it is I'm doing it with, but I love contact improvisation. For example, that's a hobby. If I meet a good dancer there, 
I'm in heaven, right? But it could be, you know, X, Y, or Z, you know? And then on the outer, you know, when I'm more of a professional, I'm, you know, even less um, sharing of my personal stuff with them, you know? So, and I just really like this, 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 this idea of uh, having a long-term relationship where you have a goal, you have the logistical things, the mortgage, kids, and whatnot. Um, and then you have hobbies, you know, like some people like playing squash or soccer, or for me, I come from dance and choreography and making performance art. That's a similar sense of I'm exploring an edge, a freedom, you know. So in a way, it's really clear. Relating is a hobby for you. It's a value and something you feel creative in, something that is inspiring for you. Mm. And so it, it feels so solid. Yeah. 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 So, so Timian, I, I, I love this. I mean, like, it sounds like if I was listening to this, I was like, damn, I want to be just like Melissa. And this sounds really almost like too good to be true because what what up about this polyagony? You know, like like is there a shadow to this? Is there is there like accumulation of pain and trauma? And is there an overwhelm at some point? Is there like is there a point of no return? Like, can you share a little bit more of like the other side of the reality? Or is is this this is it, you know? Yeah. The backside for me have been um, that in the face of, of sharing our sexuality with others, in my attempt to meet my partner's needs and, and give him the gift of allowance, I would sometimes cross my own boundaries or overwhelm myself. And um, when we were started to relating to others openly uh, on our own, I can feel that at some point my system was overwhelmed by the amount of other people that I had to contemplate when relating to my partner. That because we've done it for so many years, quite a lot of people have been in contact with our relationship some way and we spend so much time talking about our style of relating how it affects us what's what we are what process we're in and relating just was everything and at some point i just felt like okay i think i'm done with having this <laughs> room in my life because whenever there was a quiet moment without kids or any other people, we had a lot of stuff we needed to talk about. And I just felt like I really need to just be able to be and just be, you know, relating to one other person and, and go deeper in that relationship. And right now I'm in a relationship where we are monogamous and I'm really enjoying like my shoulders can come down. I never have to worry if he comes home and tell me about a new attraction that would trigger my system. And I can just, mm. uh, just relax no. and just, if there is a problem here in between us, 
we will deal with it and we are not going to try to find a fix somewhere else. You know, we will have to just stay with the things that are not working perfectly and see if we can find a way around that. Because that's the, the other backside can be that, yeah, it's easier to find it somewhere else. So I'm not making that big effort to make it to find that with my primary partner. And and I mean, no one can be everything for, for you. So being monogamous means there's some things that will not be, be present, but then some other things can take more place and have more room and focus. And right now I'm enjoying that a lot, but I'm not saying that I will never ever again open my relationship. And he knows that when he entered the relationship that that's an, he actually thought he was entering an open relationship, but I said, no, I really want to have the other experience now. For I don't know how long, but maybe for the rest of my life, I have no idea, but for me it's it's important to be true to what's in the moment and what's feels real and authentic. Mm. And for me, what's really been nice to let go of is the chasing. Both of me chasing new experiences, new uh, yeah, connections, and also for not having my partner being on the chase all the time. Because in some way, it made me feel like I'm not worthy just to stay with me. You know, I'm not enough. Yeah. And, yeah. The feeling of being enough and... I have enough right here in front of me and I have to make the piece of art with what I have is actually also a gift. Amazing, Timian. Thank you so much for talking about the backside, you know, about sharing all the partners and ending up relating to so many others. And eventually, like, it was all about relating and I got really overwhelmed the whole mm -hmm. system and then being sounds like almost like being on guard next time you see a partner when is the next time that he's going to say that he has a new attraction and he want to go on a date or he's going to make one of those mistakes whatever that's going to trigger your system and like you got to a point where you just got enough and i mean i i can very much relate from my past where uh, there were some components that came into life uh, around pregnancy and other partners. And all of a sudden, um, that takes a whole other turn. Around like now it's not about the relating, now it's about a coming child. You know, it's like, and that, like, that just really got overwhelming for all of us and needed a big radical shift. Um, and then, uh, fast forwarding since a couple of since a couple of years now, I'm also in a monogamous relationship where I could feel something similar. I'm just like dropping into uh, a deep attachment where I'm not afraid of um, the next update or or the chasing from my own. And also, what I'm discovering in this security is that aspects of myself that are even more sensitive and even younger uh i'm accessing them because now it is secure enough now i'm secure enough so for example my um almost like the trauma around abandonment 
or somewhere deep inside of me, I was abandoned. It wasn't even I will be abandoned. My the trauma living in my body was like I am abandoned. I'm just I'm just going to find the proof that I am. That was like the first year, and the second year there was this sense of what you're talking about. I'm not good enough for my partner. So a lot of inadequacy. Like she's amazing, but I'm not. You know, she's so wow wow wow, and I'm so. Uh, like so behind whatever you know like so it, it's a sense of shame and worthlessness that i get to feel and bring into the relating not as if there's something wrong with me but just like these are layers that were not available to me when i was um in in a different meeting point a, a different setup where i would say i felt less secure and like and and perhaps more towards the adventure and chasing and allowing that kind of growth but now it's more like slowing down and being nurtured and letting more love in in a more simple way so i don't know if you can resonate with there are parts of you that are now are met that haven't been met in a more open container that now within monogamy now like oh my god there's more of melissa available both for you and for your partner yeah yeah i can relate actually when you said the world simple i just felt like ah, oh, <laughs> yeah there's something about things becoming more simple it's just like okay now i can breathe and mm. i can show myself and um I don't have to be anything but what I am right now. Mm. And what I am right now has to be enough. And it is the proof that I'm chosen again and again every day is proof that it's still <laughs> enough. <laughs> and, and in one way, I don't have to make that big effort to meet all of his needs to keep him with me, even though mm. in another way, you know, I'm all he's got. So, but it's just uh, something that's just come to peace with that simplicity of, hmm, this is what we have. <sighs> Almost like an acceptance there. Yeah. 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 So as we are beginning to like kind of round off in the next you know, three to five minutes here, I would just love to kind of, if there was an advice to people who are listening here who are curious about this either going into monogamy or going more towards polyamory do you have do you have any any advice for either or or you know like yeah that that you could share yeah i would say no matter what way you're going be really clear with yourself first of all about mm. your and and with your partner or partners about your intention of what you want to accomplish with the way of living that you are doing and then um if you're deciding to open i would just say take really good care of each other you know it's mm. not an ego it's really a trip including more people both your primary partner but also the other people and it can be very vulnerable to be the third part because you don't have any rights and you mm. you know you are the 
probably that's going to be left at some point. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's just something. And for some people, that's what they need. They don't want the commitment of, you know, having to stay no matter what. But it's just something mm. about taking care of each other. And also the third party to be really, you know, respectful towards a relationship that's already there and that has to stay a long time after. Mm. Um, and it, beautiful and, and yeah sorry i interrupted you monogamy then it's the the yeah for me it's really important to keep the sense of freedom that i'm still free to love the way i love and to be who i am even though i choose to be monogamous but i'm not giving up my freedom and I, mm. i'm really encouraging my partner to speak his desires and, and allow himself to even feel the attractions that naturally would be there because he would just deny that they you know they don't exist i don't allow myself to feel it and i would just say please feel it and share it with me that doesn't mean that we have to act on it but just let's just allow each other to be everything we are and allow ourselves mm. to be that even though we decide that we're holding hands right now and walking together. Wow, beautiful. And the last question I have, um, which, which is related to uh, the time we spent in embodied intimacy training. Uh, not that that is necessarily a training for any particular style of relating, but how has that been helpful in you being who you are in connection to others, if at all? Well, it was very helpful. For me, it was uh, the biggest permission to be who I am that I ever received. And mm -hmm. um, to show it to others than just my partner. Um, and the relationship to myself and the intimacy with myself uh, became bigger. For me, this was a tantric training, because this mm. is for me what tantric means, the realness and the authenticity in every moment and in every connection with myself or others. And also that intimacy and connection doesn't have to mean sex. And sex can be mm. completely without intimacy and connection, really. And that the span is just so much bigger. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. 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 I often say uh, to the participants of the training that we need to desexualize touch and deromanticize connection because we live in a culture that is so touch deprived and so sexualized that the moment we touch, that means, are oh, we going to have sex now? Or when we're connecting, oh, it means that you are the one. Like, Let's slow down a little bit. Let's allow those energies there, but let's, you know, break it apart a bit and simplify and integrate and heal and see what actually wants to happen beyond that initial uh, hit that we get. And I think oh. from into the training, I had 20 years of, of all this uh, relational variations and for me i was longing for the deepening and entering mm. that field of of all that 
it was a good training for me to have all this uh, all these people who are excited about all these new opportunities and for me to just hold on to yeah but i want to go deep <laughs> i want to go deep mm. and i would just encourage people if they haven't if they never tried to open uh, and and explore themselves in other ways than with their partner it's really beautiful and you can learn so much it's a beautiful path and I, I would actually encourage people to explore to the extent that is okay for their system and, and their relationship. Mm. And again, if you spend all your life exploring, I would really encourage people to, to try the commitment that a monogamous relationship holds and try the, mm. this deep, deep journey with person. And so to, to, to round off, yeah and so to round off like i'm sure people are pretty lost in space <laughs> and you are uh, a mago couples therapist you're intimacy and sex coach you have all this experience and wisdom from your own life would you be like open to people reaching out if they needed some guidance or some perspectives and so on yes definitely so maybe we can, um, you know, post some links here so that they could find you uh, if 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 they wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. And I do online sessions and in-person sessions, and you know, I can even come to a couple in another country and spend some days with them and and do some deep work. Yeah. So Amazing. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any last words before we say thank you and bye for now? Yeah, I just wish that everyone gets to experience all of what they are and that, yeah, find their unique way of loving and meeting people without limiting themselves and each other. Mm. Wow. Yeah. How to consciously lean into this, the need for security and the need for freedom, consciously cultivating love, peace, relationship, community, and so on. Mm. That's a, that's a holy vibration right there. Mm. Thank you so much, Timian. It was a blast to be with you. I am feeling really nurtured by your wisdom and i feel so much joy from your enthusiasm um you're really powerhouse and also you hold this really nourishing loving energy as well so this was the perfect uh, first uh, embodied intimacy pod could not have been better so again thank you so much and hope to see you soon thank you, Deep breath. <sighs> <sighs>